0: The first degree. first degree. First degree. First degree.
1: First degree. First degree. First degree. The first degree. You see it on the news. You see it on
2: the paper. You see it on Facebook. These things are supposed to happen in movies, not in real life.
3: Hey guys, welcome to The First Degree, the true crime podcast that you might end up on. My name is Jack Vanek. I'm sitting across from Alexis Linkletter and next to Billy Jensen. I'm just going to jump right into it because we are so excited to finish this Luca episode. If you're just tuning in now, listen to the last episode. We have an hour about Luca Magnata that is so insane. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. So we still have Deanna on the line. She was one of the citizen detectives that was trying to track down Luca, back when he was uh doing his great two kittens one two kittens, one boy. One one boy, boy, two kittens. kittens. Whatever the hell it was. It was terrible.
4: To recap a little bit where we left off, Luca Magnata had flown to London and had an interview with Alex West, who was a reporter at the UK Sun, which is a tabloid. And in this interview, it was conducted in Luca's kind of hotel room and apparently it was a really shitty hotel. And Alex was amused by that because he said, you know, Luca portrayed this very extravagant image, but, you know, the hotel didn't reflect that. And it was denying rumors that he was the kitten killer, all of that So Alex describes this as being a very awkward, very weird interview that he had with Luca. And following that interview, the UK Sun then received an email from John Kilbride. Remember, the Moores victim, you know, that's the alias that this person was using. But Alex West knew that this email was from Luca. And in this email, he's saying, I'm going to escalate. I'm not killing pussies anymore. My next video is going to star a human. Okay, so that's where we left off. And we have a clip from Alex West. He's being interviewed about his interaction with Luca in London that day, and he has some really interesting insight. Then we're going to tell you what happens next.
5: He answered the door to, um, to the uh, hotel in Wembley where he was staying. It was a, a really dingy, small room. Um, he, he appeared to have all the trappings of wealth. From his pictures online and being pictured in all sorts of exotic places and mm-hmm. sort of bling jewellery and that sort of thing, but yet in the actual reality was quite grim. First of all, he seemed to be wearing makeup, which struck me as quite odd. And um, his, his his voice was sort of anxious, and yet at the same time he seemed to have all the answers for everything. It seemed to me that he had tried to create a sort of personality cult online and was obsessed with his own fame. And we were were wondering whether or not a lot of these videos that had been put up had actually been put up by himself, naming himself as the perpetrator, so that he would get that attention. Two days later, an email was sent to the newspaper that we believed to be from the individual that we'd spoken to, because um, it referred to meeting journalists and it referred to the allegations that we'd put to uh, Luca Magnotta at that hotel. And in that email, he wrote absolutely vile... Um, sexual fantasies mm-hmm. that he planned to carry out, um, and also um, uh, talked about killing again, but this time saying it wouldn't be Little Animals. Um, so at that point, we then reported him to the police for that email, this same man, um, a malicious communication, and we left it in their hands.
0: So after this all happened, and we found out that Luca went to London and met with Alex West of The Sun newspaper, you know, Luca wrote Alex West a letter after he left London and said, you know, I'm moving on to people. And so Alex West had this information, too, in Scotland. He went to Scotland Yard, and Scotland Yard was like, that's out of our jurisdiction. Mm. I mean, it's it's bullshit. So not only did we warn the Montreal Police Department, Alex West warned Scotland Yard, hey, you know, this guy came to London and he's starting to kill people. So, this is chilling. (laughs) This is disturbing.
4: Just a little bit, yeah. And he's being explicit now with his threats. These aren't innuendo.
3: This is a direct threat. Right. I'm going to make a movie with humans. And he does. On... May 25th, 2012, an 11-minute video titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick—he's staying very on brand with these video names—was uploaded to the gore sites The YNC and Best Gore, um, and they're destinations for explicit videos and images of real-life blood and guts, and they draw on millions of monthly viewers by doing so. So across all these sites, the video One Lunatic, One Ice pick got approximately a hundred thousand views. So that came down probably pretty fast.
4: It came
1: came down very fast. And also it's not necessarily sites that you're going to immediately go to. Yeah. It's not like a Um, YouTube viral. I don't know necessarily know if those sites were blocked. I'm sure they would be blocked now on Mm -hmm. something like Facebook or Twitter.
4: Let's talk about what those hundred thousand people saw. So the video depicted a man lying face up and tied spread Eagle to a bed and he was naked and the video camera was positioned between his feet. In New Order's true faith is playing.
3: I wanted to talk about this. I think you should. Because as somebody in New Order, after hearing about this, like, does that not freak you out? I always think about um, Heaven's Gate and What a PR Nightmare that it would have mm-hmm. been for Nike the next day. My mm-hmm. like, God! Yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure they are
4: not pleased that their song was used in such a way. And I mean, that's like his theme song, or his like theme, right? Because he did it in some of his video montages as well. Mm-hmm. So
1: he did. He used True Faith a lot, but then again, you know, you remember those. Nike certainly isn't worse for wear for that. The Beatles weren't worse for wear for Manson <laughs> for Helter-Skelter, using Helter Skelter yeah. and, and Piggies. And a couple of the other songs that they used. Uh, no press is bad press. No else? press is bad press. The uh, Virginia Tech shooter used the Collective Soul shong- song "Shine." He used to play it over and over again in his uh, oh in God. his apartment. Yeah. God. Yeah, you know.
4: I don't have any creepy songs I play on
1: repeat because <laughs> you're not. Except a for All Star by Smash Mouth, uh, you yeah. six or seven times a day. Shit.
4: Anyway, so yes, no, and that song very eerily was playing in the background of this video. And above the bed, a poster for the movie Casablanca. 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 Whatever. I'm from the East Coast. <laughs> Casablanca hangs above the man's head, which was shrouded with a white cloth. And to make things even more terrifying, a figure in dark clothing is standing next to him. And then the figure leans over the man and touches his blindfold. The video cuts briefly. When it comes back, the dark figure is straddling the man. Seconds later, the figure gets up, and the bound man shifts slightly, and the video cuts at the one-minute mark, returning to the man, now with a black sheet over his head. Ten seconds later, the dark figure reemerges, holding an ice pick in a clenched fist. Oh, Jesus. He begins repeatedly thrusting the object in downward motion into the captive's abdomen. The music continues to play. And I can't even imagine the horror of, yep. of this video. Um, 100 times the dark figure stabs the naked man. 100 times. is insane. The dark figure then begins dis- dissecting the man, dismembering him, cutting off his head and his arm. And the hooded figure then plays with the decapitated head, simulates sex with the torso, and masturbates himself with the severed arm. So oh. this is a level of disturbed... That as someone who works in the true crime world, I've seen this very few times, something this, I mean, deranged. Well, you know what? You also, I'm sure this happens more than people realize, but it's just not put in a video. Yeah, And these, these kinds of gory details aren't usually released when an investigation is underway because this is awful to, you know, families of victims. And I can't even imagine what the victim's family in this case has been through with this kind of, um you know, public display of the murder of their loved
3: one. Right. And it's like a whole nother level of narcissism and like psychopathy. And Mm -hmm. it like chills me to think about. I mean, this video was seen by people all over the world. Like we said, it was a hundred thousand views before it probably got taken down. And, you know, he was obviously jumping on this trend of these disturbing reaction videos. So people started to watch the video because they assumed it was probably one of these like fake, crazy reaction videos. And I was, uh, while I was researching this, there was kids that were like nine years old
1: watching this video.
3: I know. I know. Like I saw. Insane.
1: And that's the thing is that you didn't know if it was real or not. So you had one group that was trying to figure out if it was real or not. And they were going through anatomy textbooks and trying to figure out, is this actually happening? But then you had another group which was uh, Deanna's group with John Green. And they're saying they knew this was Luca because it was just A, he used the same New Order song. B, the way that he kind of caressed his victim was very similar to the way that he caressed the kittens.
3: Did you see these videos? Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah, yeah. Do You saw, you saw the murder video? video? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. You watched the kitten yeah, video?
1: Yeah. I will say this too, right around this time, I wrote two stories right around this time, one on this one and one on uh, uh, Johnny Lewis, who was the guy from Sons of Anarchy that that kind of uh, had an episode and killed his landlady, then killed himself. And he also killed her kitten. And in both stories, I wrote all of this information about what happened to the human victim. I never had to take out anything about the human victims, but the editors of both those stories had me Calm down some of the language when it came to the cat.
3: What is it? Oh,
4: what is it about that? You know, I think, Billy, in watching these videos, we're talking about how children across the world are watching these videos and there's like ISIS decapitation videos and all that sort of stuff. These videos can actually give you PTSD. Yeah. I wrote an article for advice on that, where I talked to a bunch of psychiatrists and psychologists who specialize in that kind of trauma. And
3: we're not doing ourselves any favors by exposing ourselves to that kind of violence. Especially at that, level of that young of an age. I know these kids weren't doing it on purpose, obviously, but God, I can't. I can't imagine being, like, prepubescent watching an actual murder and dismemberment.
4: Well, another thing that's interesting, too, is that some people might say, well, if it's fake, it can't give you PTSD, but that's actually not true because the brain doesn't differentiate necessarily between the two types of violence. So I think that's a misconception, too. So even if a kid's like, oh, it's fake, I can watch it, the level of violence depicted doesn't necessarily change the fact that it can be doing you serious harm. Right. So anyways, this video is out. People all over the globe are watching it. And web sleuths begin this search for clues the same way they did with the kitten killer videos. And as they search around the web, they spotted a trend they had seen before. Magnata had been hyping this video before he had even shot it. On March 3rd, weeks before the ice pick video was released, a post was made on blogspot.ca titled quote unquote necrophiliac serial killer Luca Magnata a month later on April 22nd um, and on the 24th, four videos were posted on YouTube all with the same title quote cannibal serial killer dash Luca Magnata end quote on May 15th. There was a, Yahoo post talking about the same video that was circulating on Tor, which is the Onion Rooter or the Deep Web. The same day, a YouTube user uploaded a video containing a still photo of a figure in a purple-headed sweatshirt holding an ice pick in a stabbing position. It was titled, One Lunatic, One Ice Pick Video. He'd been plugging his video before he did this, similarly to what he did with the kittens, where he was trying to create this hype and create fans.
1: Again, he's got a mind for marketing, creating this (laughs) weird demand for... It And he's kind of teasing it, you know, just in the same way that, you know, yeah, hey, the, the album is going to yeah. drop in five days or like you see. Here's
3: like a 10 second clip of our new song. Yeah.
1: Or you see sort of a billboard. You don't quite know what it is. And then, the, he, you know, the next week he put, gives a little bit more information on it and then a little bit more information on it, teasing it. I mean, he really is he's got he's got a brain for this he's mm-hmm. just doing it for something that's the worst possible thing you could be doing it for right
3: mm-hmm. and then it's like finally when the the one lunatic one ice pick video comes out there's all of this other information to back it up. So it just seems like it's like a huge. Yeah. I was just primed with mentions
4: of one lunatic, one ice pick right all over the internet. So yeah, the search terms were pulling the video up quickly. Is that how it works? I think, yeah. I'm no SEO
3: expert. I'm not either. I'm no Luca McDonald's <laughs> probably right. <writing> and ask some <laughs> pointers. Ugh.
1: So the day after the video was posted, uh, may 26th a Montana based attorney named Roger Renville was surfing the best gore site, as you do this and one saw does. the video An attorney does this one does. and he this had never strange. heard of Luca McNada, never heard of kitten killing videos, but he watched the entire one lunatic, one ice pick video. And he thought it was real. He searched for online videos, which also used true faith as the soundtrack and found Luca's name. Then he matched up a ring. Luca was wearing in a picture found on photo bucket to a ring that the killer was wearing in the video. So he did, you know, his own detective work, completely apart from all these people that were doing this animal things, stuff like that. He was just on this site, saw the, you know, did some really great work on his own, and he contacted the authorities. Then he, uh, on the next day, he alerted a bunch of, um, uh, a number of U.S. and Canadian police agencies to the video, but they all said, you know what, this is fake. This isn't real.
3: They probably feel stupid now.
4: I mean, I, I haven't seen it. You probably think something so heinous cannot be real, real.
1: You know what? I will say from having seen it, I, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I certainly want to be respectful. It definitely seemed the best way I can describe it as far as whether it was fake or real. It seemed his body. And I, I am one to believe that he was, he was dead when he was being dissected. So I, it was just his body. It was, it was not him. It, it It looked very rubbery. And there was a very rubbery sort of elasticity of of his body, and the way that he was sort of pulling and p- pulling on it while he was dissecting that made it seem like it, it was, was not fake. real. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Interesting. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's terrible.
3: Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both are really like into Gatsby stuff right now so I am loving the vibe of this game and you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder it's perfect for all of the firsties out there there's mystery danger and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and you can customize your very own luxuries estate island think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and
4: eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Head to factormeals.com slash first degree 50 and use code degree 50 to get 50% off. That's code degree 50 at factormeals.com slash first degree 50 to get 50% off. We have a very important day. A lot of things happen on May 29th, just a couple days after this video is uploaded. Now, um, residents of an apartment building in Montreal started complaining of a foul smell. A janitor discovered a suitcase next to a mountain of garbage bags behind the building, and inside of it was the headless torso of a man. So we can all presume this is Luca Magnata's apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, This is where he committed this awful act. And at 6 p.m. that same night, a package containing a human foot was received at the Conservative Party of Canada headquarters in Ottawa. It had been mailed from Montreal at 9 p.m. A package addressed to the Liberal Party headquarters in Ottawa was discovered by postal employees, and it also contained human body part, which was a hand. Then a package with the right foot was delivered to St. George's Elementary School A package with the right hand was sent to False Creek Elementary School in Vancouver. Now, the police at this point are running all over the place taking statements from people at the apartment building, taking statements from, you know, I'm sure they these are postmarked. You know, they're figuring out where these things are being sent from, Mm -hmm. and they're just running around taking accounts and taking witness statements from all of these people. They identify Luca Magnata as this guy, and they... End up entering the apartment where he lives, and inside they found, you know, a super dark and dingy studio apartment, which was a far cry from the life jet-setting celebrity you know projected on the internet. And they saw a bloody mattress and blood in the refrigerator. Scrawled in red ink inside of a closet were the words: "If you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't care." Oh, and one other thing that happened on May 29th a Chinese student named Lin Jun is reported missing by friends after multiple failed attempts to reach him that spanned
3: days. So then on May 30th, which is the next day, the torso was identified by a friend as the body of Lin Jun, and he was a 33-year-old computer science student at Concordia University in Montreal, and he had been reported missing several days earlier when he failed to show up for work. His boss became suspicious, so he called it in. None of his friends were obviously able to reach him or his family, and three of his friends went into his apartment on May 27th to find him, and... They didn't hear from him and obviously reported him missing. So the police later determined that Magnata killed Lin Jun on May 24th, a day before the video was posted, and more than a week later, the still image and mention of one lunatic, one ice pick was posted. How did you guys hear about the Jun Lin video?
0: We were all kind of burnt out and we were all kind of jaded at this point. Um and so we weren't really active, right? On our on our we were on anonymous kind of profiles at the time, right? And, and this we was really and this was how this
1: long profile. how how long has this been had this been going on for?
0: So it started in 2010, right? And in, the murder happened in May of 2012,
1: right? So we're talking about two years. Two years of people. Right. This isn't just somebody that you know listened to a podcast or watched a show and then just decided to do some Google research. You guys were on this. <laughs> You know for a right. long time and you can get burnt out especially if you have information on somebody and the cops aren't acting
0: right and and you know we, we we really felt I mean the cop in Toronto really felt bad that he couldn't find Luca, but we really felt burnt by the Montreal police I mean we really did they were just like no nope we don't know if you know internet hoo-ha we don't really this this is internet stuff we don't really they the cops I, don't, I think the cops aren't trained in this kind of stuff or they weren't at the time and they just didn't give it any merit at all you know this guy said something mean about somebody on the internet no he's starting to kill people on the internet <phone rings>
3: Nobody really knew how the two met, but in the beginning of May, Luke Magnata had started posting on Men Seeking Men section on Craigslist under an alias because he was saying that he was going to make a film and needed an actor that he wasn't going to pay because it was just a personal film, but that is supposedly how... He a meant. romantic film. He just said a film. Well, it was under Men Seeking Men, but it was just a film for his own personal pleasure. Gotcha. So that's what he must have answered to it. So an arrest warrant was issued for Luca Magnata, and once they had the human body, he became one of Interpol's most wanted.
1: And that's the 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 most enraging thing about this, is that you had... These people that knew he was going to kill somebody, it was going to happen. This guy was unstable. They were telling the police. They were pleading with the police to do something. They weren't doing anything. And then he jumps from them not doing anything to him becoming (laughs) one of Interpol's most wanted. It's
3: insane. It's so so wild. So So frustrating.
1: So both the official detectives and the amateur sleuths, they start to piece together Magnata's movements while he's on the run. So the day after the murder there was CCTV footage that showed a very nervous looking Magnata removing garbage bags from his apartment. His neighbor who was a, an actual actor named Derek mccannon uh, had seen Magnata in the hall wearing a red wig and uh, this guy had been in a, a actually a slasher flick called Terror Train and he told the Toronto Sun that he asked him he had asked him to come visit him the night of the murder and the actor wondered aloud you know, if he could have been the victim, he thought, you know, it, it, Probably. maybe he was his backup. He might have very well been his backup oh if gosh. nobody answered the ad. There was footage uh, that was viewed that looked like someone that was magnata carrying packages at a post office. And that was all happening before the body was found. So then he then flew from Montreal into Paris. And this was ahead of the international manhunt. And uh, he arrived in Paris wearing a wig and a Mickey Mouse T-shirt. <laughs> Damn him for wearing a Mickey Mouse (laughs) T-shirt.
3: We had a slander Disney. Was a Disney lover?
1: Magnata, uh, he was in Paris when the authorities declared him an international fugitive. And police began receiving a lot of tips. He was seen at a bar. He was seen trying to crash a house party. He found his way to Berlin uh, via a bus. His name was all over the papers and television. And the French media gave him a nickname, the Butcher of Montreal. The German media nicknamed him the Porno Killer. And Luca Magnata was now famous. It was just what he wanted.
4: It's like people needed to know he was out there, but indulging him hurts.
3: So were you or anybody it. in the and Facebook group scared for your
0: own lives? Of course, of course. He he had uh, uploaded a Facebook video. And um, in the Facebook video was a... He had, he had taken it. He had stolen a video from somebody else. But, you know, he uploaded it as his own. Was a the video of inside the casino I work.
2: Ooh.
0: So it was kind of like an unveiled kind of like, hey, listen, I know who you really are and I know where you work and I know where you live. And I mean, I took it that way. Wow. I yeah. really did. Ugh. So when the Show when me. murder happened, when the murder happened and all these body parts were missing, you know, and there was a dog in the video and... We didn't, and we didn't know at the time that it ended up with the dog. I alerted, this is crazy, but I alerted my, my surveillance and my security at work, um, that, you know, I might be getting a dead dog in the mail. Oh my
3: God. I mean,
0: we, you know what I mean? I mean, how crazy is that? Right. I mean, how embarrassing was that for me to go to my boss and be like, Hey, listen, I'm kind of into this weird Surreal. shit. And, you know, <laughs> I'm in the middle
3: of something really weird right now that I can't explain, <laughs> but you might get a dead dog in the mail. <laughs>
0: You, you might be getting a dead dog in the mouth. Or worse. No. Or, or a body part. Right. Or worse. Or a body part, yeah. Oh, man. On June
4: 4th, this is a week after the arrest warrant was issued, a man was working at an internet cafe in Berlin. Um, and around 11 a.m., a man walked in wearing sunglasses and makeup and said, Bonjour, internet. <laughs> The internet cafe employee, what who a dis- nut? So nutty. The internet cafe employee who described himself to the press as a news junkie recognized the face, but couldn't quite place it. But from his workstation, he was looking at the monitors of his customers, and he noticed that the man in the sunglasses was viewing numerous articles about a killer in Montreal he himself had read about earlier. Then it clicked in his brain. This, this is him. He's looking at articles of himself in an internet cafe. In Germany. Not shocking, let me say. So the Internet Cafe employee flagged down a group of cadets in training that happened to be passing by, and they confronted Bagnata, who initially gave them a fake name, before telling him, you got me. Everyone has, like, their fatal flaw. Vanity is clearly his. And also, it's a sin.
3: (laughs) I don't think that's the worst of his sins, Alexis. (laughs) It's
4: hit. I mean, for him, vanity drove this person, and vanity drives people to do crazy things.
1: Yeah. Now it's very much in keeping with a, a, a sort of a supervillain right here that that's how he gets caught. He gets caught Googling photos of himself. That's I mean, the reason why he gets it's caught. made.
4: It's, it's stranger than fiction. It really is. What else would he be doing? And it's the absurdity. Like, of course, horrific acts have been perpetrated here, but the absurdity of this is why it gained international attention right. because this person is so obsessed with himself and the narcissism is so overwhelming Mm -hmm. people can't fathom it i took french in high school and i was so excited that we were going to france for jack's wedding so i could practice my french and it was only when i got there i realized just how rusty i'd gotten and i wanted to communicate in french with the locals there so badly if you can relate to this experience then rosetta stone is right for you rosetta stone is the most trusted language learning program you can choose from one of 25 languages like spanish french Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast-track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a quick and natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's True Accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is so convenient, and it can be used on your desktop computer or as an app. With audio companion and ability to download lessons offline.
3: dot com and use code first for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's moves.com code first, A-L-O-M-O-V-E-S dot com, code first.
1: When he finally was in cuffs, what were your thoughts and what were your thoughts talking to the group?
0: Between the time of the murder video and the time Luca was arrested, it was like four or five days. And I... Took the time off from work because I felt like I was having a breakdown. When he was finally in cuffs, he got arrested in, in Berlin in a bed Cafe, and we had such elation. I can't describe the feeling of elation, but at the same time, we were also livid. We were furious because when we told you this was going to f- happen, and you can even question the guy. We know that you can't get arrested for thought. The thought police don't exist, all right? We know that you can't get arrested for crimes that we think you're going to do. We know that. But they didn't even talk to him. They didn't even question him. They, they couldn't find him. They didn't care. And if they had questioned him, and if they had looked into this, maybe they could have gotten him some help, and maybe Jim will be alive today. So we were furious. A person lost their life. We were, we were livid, but at the same time, we were very happy that he was, you know, going to prison when we were, we were happy, but you know, it was very bittersweet.
2: So
1: he sits in custody in Berlin. He's awaiting extradition and uh, he's transferred to a Berlin prison hospital and the psychiatrist thinks he's actually in a psychotic state.
0: We had received an email from Luca with all his pictures of his prescription bottles and the pres- prescription bottles were, you know, legit psychosis prescription bottles. Like we knew just like lightly with him, like, and I'm not making fun of this and I am not saying that it's bad. It's just that we knew he had some, some mental problems. I've never heard that. So, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really, we didn't tell anybody about the prescription bottles um, until the police got involved uh, about the murder. We told the police of it, obviously, but after the murder is when we start talking about the prescription bottles. Um, because it was just, that's private. And we didn't, you know what I mean? We didn't want the internet nerds to, mm-hmm. to know about that. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: He's taken into custody on June 18th. He's delivered back to Canada via military transport, and he's sent to a detention <laughs> center in Montreal. He's charged with first degree murder along with offering indignities to a human body, distributing obscene materials, using the postal service to distribute obscene materials and criminal harassment.
4: Is this person just like was on a train and path of destruction his whole life. Do you think anything could have stopped this, this person
1: medication? Do you think that's the biggest thing It's the medication. Uh, I I think he, he, you know, he had a narcissistic personality (laughs) and it, it, it showed itself in the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. You know, some people that have narcissistic personalities run for president of the United States right. and unfortunately get elected. Some people, you become know, CEOs do this, you know, become CEOs of corporations. And some people do this.
3: Well, yeah. There's like a, there are nonviolent psychopaths. Sure. And then there are,
1: you know, it's such
3: Luca. Uh, he,
1: as much as we don't want to glorify him and put him on a pedestal, but he really is that, that social media, serial killer in waiting that there's a lot of them that are out there mm-hmm. i mean he's he's the kind of guy that would be looking for likes and looking for comments on his page and if he wasn't going to get enough comments on his page, he was gonna do something in order to get those. You have a lot of people like that, and it screws with a lot of people's heads, you know a lot of young young kids' heads of you know trying to be famous. We've never been in a in a position as a society where we've had so many people trying to be famous for just being themselves right you know just being you know having pretty pictures of themselves up and he was one of those first people and he certainly shows the dark side of this kardashian world that we're living in
3: right So, on September 29th, Luca's trial begins. The jury hears that he admits to the crime, but he argues that he was not criminally responsible due to a mental illness. During the trial, a letter from 2005 from Magnata's then psychiatrist surfaced, and it revealed that Luca was a paranoid schizophrenic who would often not take his medication, which included antipsychotic drugs. His psychiatrist wrote that Mr. Newman, which was his born name, given name, is not very regular in attending the outpatient department, and as a result, he misses his medications. So, I mean, he was just trying to claim insanity.
4: You know, that's a slippery topic because... He was issued meds and he didn't take them. And who knows how normal he could have been had he been regular with his medication. But it's the same kind of excuse as drinking and driving and you kill someone. It's like, you know, you're at risk if you don't take your meds. It's your responsibility. It doesn't get you off the hook for years. Sure,
1: it just shouldn't get you off the hook. You should, if anything, it should get, if it was a death penalty state, all right, we're not going to kill you, but you're going to be in jail for life.
4: Yeah, there are people who believe that he's not criminally responsible. And that's a really polarizing topic because there have been all these horrific cases. And a lot of them end up actually are in Canada. There's that one with the guy who stabbed the guy to death on the bus and he was schizophrenic and he ended up being not criminally responsible. A lot of these happen in Canada, which is odd. (laughs) We need to discuss later, but... So during Luca's extradition flight from Berlin to Montreal after his arrest, a forensic psychiatrist at the Royal Ottawa Mental Health Center named Dr. Joel Watts sat in the aisle next to Magnata for the trip in order to kind of observe him and assess whether he was in distress or in need of medication. So Dr. Watts talks about the experience, and he explains that looking back on their first meeting, he was really struck by how unwell Magnata looked and that he appeared to be genuinely quite psychotic. And Watts spent months interviewing Magnata. And upon determining that his actions were psychotically motivated, Watts says he felt nervous. And he felt nervous because he realized, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going to have to actually testify at trial and my opinion is not going to be popular. Mm -hmm. The unpopular opinion is that his findings are that Magnata is not criminally responsible for the murder. Clearly his finding and opinion was not shared with the jury because as we all know, he was ultimately convicted. But when I was doing research on this doctor, I came across something kind of thought provoking that he said, which is human beings are capable of horrible things, but those same human beings can also be not unpleasant to speak to one-on-one. He continues, that doesn't mean I condone what they do or would want to be friends with them. But the reality is that it's not unpleasant
3: to spend time with these people and get to know them.
4: And it's just kind of
3: Was he the same guy that it was the quote that it was like, I've never met a murderer that I didn't like or something? Yes. Yeah. Same quote. So this guy, I'm not sure about him. (laughs) I, I appreciate his, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting like stance to take because I, it's so easy to just be like, yes, you're guilty, life in prison, death penalty, all of that, but without going further into like the psychology behind it. Well,
4: right. And I feel like mental illness is not sexy. So this did not come up a lot
3: in the media
4: sensation so i think that's something in at least in this episode i wanted to talk about a little bit more because mental illness actually ran in his family and again i'm not excusing his behavior but mental illness is an issue that's talked about a lot so here's a clip from the news around the time of the trial about luca's father during the trial
3: Luca Magnata's defense team called its first witness today, the accused's father, and he painted a picture of his son's troubled past. The defense is hoping his testimony will counter the prosecution's portrayal of Magnata as a cold, calculating killer.
2: At the Montreal courthouse today, there is no way to see Luca Magnata's father. He's shielded in the hall, protected from the cameras. In the courtroom, there are other measures to make him comfortable. He's been given a special chair, has a personal friend beside him for support, and there's a publication ban on using his real name. He's being treated very delicately. Now, the reason is the father's schizophrenia, a condition Magnata suffers from as well, according to his lawyer. Magnata's father outlined a very troubled. Childhood for his son and went over his own psychiatric issues in detail. He's medicated and hears voices. He testified his son was treated for the same problem, even hospitalized, and also complained of hearing voices. Now, Luca Magnotta admits to the murder and dismemberment of his victim, Chinese student Jun Lin. But defense lawyer Luc Leclerc is arguing Magnata should be found not criminally responsible, that he didn't understand the nature or the consequences of his actions. Actions. The father's testimony is being used to paint a picture of a mentally ill, out of control schizophrenic. <laughs> Now, Crown Prosecutor Louis Boutillier's case was built around Magnata as a cold-blooded killer, a man who planned his crime for months and tried to escape justice. The jury viewed video after video of a calm Magnata with his victim, as well as Magnata disposing of evidence and mailing appendages at a Canada Post bureau under a fake name. All proof, according to the Crown, that a calculating Magnata knew exactly what he was doing and took steps to get away with it
4: we have this and i don't think the schizophrenia that runs in this family was ever really talked about it's the first time doing this deep deep research for this episode that i'd come across anything these people have lives before they commit these horrific crimes the next clip we're going to play for you is from a friend who says this couldn't have been my friend these people are shocked that they're one degree away from this and didn't see this for luca but yeah so here's that clip well, Mike and Anne-Marie, we are getting a completely different picture of the man police around the world are hunting for. And it comes from a former friend of Luca Magnata, who says Magnata may have been a damaged person, deceitful on occasion, but not disconnected, not, in his view at that time, capable of murder. He says Magnata claimed his family disowned him after he revealed he was bisexual as a teenager, that he was raped while acting as an escort. He asked us to call him Dane, we've protected his identity because he's been advised to by police not to reveal himself and he is cooperating with the investigation. Have a listen.
1: I certainly would not say he was a natural born killer. I've heard he's laughed with me, we've laughed together, he's cried. Mm -hmm. I, I would not think that this was something that he was born to do. Because of life circumstance, he now has the ability to be deceitful to be manipulative to be charming and uh, and now to be lethal his parents basically abandoned him and he left home at a fairly young age and uh, was forced to make his own uh, way in life i would want him to know that it wouldn't it's not too late for him to find self-worth in his life
4: I would beg to differ.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for this one account of this guy saying that he's not capable of that, there are like dozens and dozens of people that knew him that called him like a straight up psychopath, Mm -hmm. narcissist, like manipulative, evil person. So. Mm -hmm. No,
4: I agree. And I think are killers born or made? That's just like the question. But mental illness is genetic. So mm -hmm. it's that. When a mentally ill person merges with a narcissistic personality, is uh, yeah, it's catastrophe. These are the two arguments that are posed in court. It's cold-blooded killer. Look at this calculated plan. Look at this seeding of the video beforehand. Look at this brutal act of publicizing this murder versus the mental ill argument. But, of course... On the December 23rd, on their eighth day of deliberations, the jurors find Magnata guilty of all five charges against him. So he's sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years.
1: Did you ever have a conversation with him over Not text much. or over over email? Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Not over email, but over, like, Facebook, Liveleak, YouTube, you know, 4chan, those kind of places, yeah.
1: And what were those conversations absolutely.
0: like? One of his accounts named Danny Crawford, and I don't think any of us will ever forget it, because we we were... We were taking the approach of, listen, it's Christmas Eve, and this Danny Crawford would not stop posting in our Facebook group. Like, it was just one thing after another. And we were like, let's try to take the approach to him that we're here for him. Let's try to take the approach that, you know, if he needs to talk, he's probably alone. It's Christmas time. He's been ostracized from his family. He has mental, he has mental challenges. Let's, let's try to let him know we're here for him. Maybe he'll open up to us. You know, and he would just say things like, you know, maybe this guy is really deranged and will snap on somebody at any minute. Um, you don't know the kind of things that he's gone through. And then I would respond with something like, yeah, I know, I can't imagine the kind of things that, you know, that Luke has gone through, you know, you know, those kind of exchanges.
1: So, in the meantime, though, you guys did meet up and something good, other than tracking this, something good did come about it. You guys were identifying. And using the skills that you used to identify Luca, you started to identify people that were making animal crush videos across the web and were actually leading to arrest, correct?
0: Correct. So in 2010, President Obama assigned the um, the Federal Crush Act, basically the Animal Prohibition Crush Act, into law. And what that means is anybody in America caught producing crush videos, it's a federal crime. So we were contacted By someone who had found videos of this woman uh, killing cats. Another, Another cat video. And they were devastating videos. I mean, they were truly devastating videos. And there were about 13 videos, but she was doing all these videos on newspaper. Like, there was a newspaper on the floor. I don't know if you know what crush is, but I don't really want to gross out your, your listeners. Crush is a sexual fetish, all right? And people get off on the sound and the visual of animals being stepped on. Oh, my God. And, you know, or, or butchered. And not just animals, but animals that most people have as pets, like dogs and cats and bunnies. Mm-hmm. Gross. So you know, cute you know, cute animals that you know you and I take care of and love. You know, these people like to be destroyed. So and they're you know they're they're horrifying. They're they're killed very slowly and it's it's horrifying. She's killing all these these animals that she would lay down on the floor. So obviously we found her. We found her in two days. Called the now the Houston Police Department is exemplary. Listen to this. Call the Houston Police Department. They had a DA went over a house within like three hours. Wow. It was incredible. Oh, that's that's, great. that's yeah. great. Yeah. Anyway, so what ended up happening, what ended up happening was the producer, Brett Justice is his name, um, ended up in prison. He's in prison for like 56 years. And the girl who is claiming to be a victim of like sexual trafficking and well, it was entirely possible. I'm not going to judge, you know, um, a lot of these women, that do this kind of thing are prostitutes and kind of get led into this life. Um, She got 10 years. Federal federal prison. This isn't just like, you know, Texas prison. This is federal ass-pounding prison. You know, like, real prison. And it was the first case in the United States to be prosecuted federally. That's fantastic. we're very proud of this. We were very
1: proud of this. And then um, they also, not to go down too deep down this rabbit hole, but they also changed. So once that law was changed and once YouTube started policing itself and the other Internet uh, sites started policing themselves on vertebrate um, animal crushing videos, you started seeing jellyfish crushing videos, right? When a the jelly- and this is true, yep. so the jelly- jellyfish crushing videos, people would see those, and then there would be a link to a website, and then that would be the site behind a paywall where you would see the the vertebrae right. crushing oh videos. My God,
0: right? Because you can you can hurt or you can do these things to you know jellyfish and lobsters. They don't care. But so you would go to like video clips. I'm making this up, please. I hope the website doesn't video clips dot <laughs> <laughs> and purchase a, purchase a crab video. You know that existed, video, and then get yeah, right. And then purchase you know a crab video getting crushed, and then get more information like, hey, do you want any private videos made? That kind of thing. Yeah, oh, that's God.
1: that's how they would get them. That was yeah. that was their marketing.
0: And that's how and that's how yeah, exactly. Gross. That's how that's how they make their videos.
1: Has he ever has he reached out to you at all in prison? No, nothing.
0: No, not one.
4: And I did some research on his life in prison. Oh, so did I. Last night.
3: Very late. He is having a blast. He's living (laughs) his best life. First of all, let's not forget that Luca finally got his Wikipedia page that he has always wanted. I'm sure he's checking it every day, making sure nobody made any changes and like that everything is perfect. But, uh, yeah, we did, uh, we did some research. He's, he's living the life. He, he calls it like a, a summer camp experience for him. He says it's like university. Yeah. He, his, uh. His jail cell looks way more like a dorm room than it does a jail cell. He has... Art hanging all over the place. He bought himself Marilyn Monroe quotes. Marilyn the Monroe quotes. He bought himself a boombox so that he could listen to his Celine Dion City when he's sunbathing outside. Jesus. He doesn't have to wear a uniform. I found a picture of him wearing a Versace shirt. Yeah, I in it. jail, wearing earbuds and some cool like Arnette
4: sunglasses. That circles right back to the Andrew Conanan thing. I'm telling you, he's got like a Andrew Kunnanen. They're like cut from the same cloth.
1: Definitely. Remember Kunnanen? That happened in what was it, '96? The, yeah andrew he I'm easily sure an he easily that was before social media really uh, took off, so he easily could have could have done the same type of things um, that this guy did I'm not, i don 't want to completely equate them but Um, I think that they were very, very similar.
3: Mm -hmm. So then he got transferred from medium security prison to a maximum security prison. You would think that one would kind of be kind of pissed about that, but he was stoked and he told his friend that he likes it even better because it's bigger and it has more amenities. So he is just having a ball in prison and there was this, uh, quote from, it was, there was an article that we read that had a bunch of letters that he had written friends. And one of the quotes from one of these letters, uh, was that he was like, I went outside and I played in the snow and made a little snowman, LOL. I think it's, Interesting. He's using LOL, but
4: in a letter, uh, yeah. in a written letter. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so odd. It's only digital. Yeah, and even then, no, no never <laughs> use LOL unless it's sarcastic, which
3: is he is not being which sarcastic is all the time for us, but not for but not for Luca. Yeah, um, he said, "I know it's juvenile, but it's still fun." Same with snowball fights. Ha ha ha. Thankful we have hot. Thankfully, we have hot chocolate here. Well, thankfully, and he said in another
4: letter, I really hope you'll be able to make it to July to the little cottage here. I'll fill out the form and put you on the list. I'll go shopping for the food and movies. We have movie channels and movie night here so I can get any title I want. Then he signs the letters. Love forever. Your delicious little cupcake. XOXOXO.
3: Gross.
4: <sighs> he is the worst. Wait, if we he- didn't
3: hate him now,
4: which I'm sure we all do this just put me over the edge.
3: I mean, it's, it's kind of terrible in a sense that he is not, Suffer, he does not seem to be suffering in any yeah. sense of the world, but like I mean, he lives he is,
4: in a delusional state. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, never will. He could be in the worst jail in the world, and he would be like, because it's all about perception. He's trying to make people think that he's not
3: miserable. He's all about just it. Would be nice to like put him in a uniform, though, so he can't wear his this Versace shirt. He's so stupid. Buying him Versace, I don't know. It's probably, probably. no,
4: he probably has like sugar daddies.
1: No, he's got fans, he definitely has people that are that, that write him a lot, and uh, in that. In 2015, he actually signed up for an inmate dating website called Canadian Inmates Connect. And at the time, he said he was looking for a white man between the ages of 28 and 38 years old and someone that was in good shape. He also said he was looking for someone that was loyal, well-educated, financially and emotionally stable and interested in a long-term relationship. There were reports that he may have actually gotten married in prison to to an inmate from New Brunswick last year or the year before. And... um, You know, he's he's become what Carla Homolka was, you know, he's become that any time that he does something, the Canadian news jumps on it. Uh, You know, you almost it's it's sad to say, but you could almost see that there is a kid out there that's unstable, that's not on his meds or not on her meds, that is going to start creating sock puppet accounts saying that, you know, that, that they're not romantically involved with Luca Magnata and, right. uh, you know, because, God. because he knows that that's, that's going to be the way to potentially get famous and there'll be this crazy vicious circle. But, you know, that's the, that's the business that we're, that, that we've created Wrong. for these, for these kids now, um, with all of this craziness on this idea that you have to be famous above all else.
4: He has all the components of the most disturbing parts of humanity.
3: Yeah, he
1: really, really. does. Like,
3: and very, very dark human. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it really did play out like it, it, there were parts of it that were like a Coen brothers movie mm-hmm. and it really, it would be funny if something didn't, didn't, wasn't horrible at the end of it. Uh, you know, he really was a a villain in every sense of the word, um, whether you, you might say that he was, he should have been on his, on his meds or whatever. He should never get out of jail. And, uh, you know, there were ways to stop him throughout this. You know, Mm -hmm. like I always say, only you can prevent serial killers. This is certainly one of those things where you could have stopped this at certain points, whether it was the citizen detectives sending Mm -hmm. in the dossier to the police and the police not acting, people that were around him. All of it. And, uh, you know, he just went out on his own and just remember that you remember those pictures that he was taking or photoshopping himself (laughs) in all these different places. He was alone in all of them, you know,
3: I just hope that and I'm sure because this was, you know, six years ago that these type of citizen detectives. Detectives are being taken more seriously if they're coming to the police and authorities with actual information that is very useful. Like that is the most frustrating part out of, out of everything. Is yeah,
1: that... yeah. I mean, this one was was different because in two ways. One, it was it was cats, and people were you know a lot of them were like whatever. But most right. importantly, it was hard to tell what jurisdiction it was. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, everybody threw up their hands. This is not our deal because we don't yeah, know who where do you this talk happened. To? When they finally discovered that you know he was in Toronto, and then he was in montreal it that's where the rubber hit the road and it, something should have been done mm-hmm. but it
2: wasn't
3: all right well that was a long one and i've almost finished a bottle of wine throughout the whole thing because it's stressful as hell but talking about serial killers is hard work he wasn't even a serial killer. Talking about killers is hard work. Talking about Luca Magnata is hard work. Yeah,
4: he's an exhausting human.
3: How did you write that whole article without drinking like 10 bottles of scotch?
1: Who said I didn't?
4: That's true. He's a vodka drinker. I feel like I'd have to drink
3: scotch to get through that. Yeah, like a Hunter S. Thompson moment. Yeah, I know. He just got to really get into character. Exactly. Um, okay, well, let us know if you liked a two-parter, because we could do him again. I felt good about it. If, if you didn't s-
4: like it... Constructive
3: criticism, be kind. Yeah. I mean, don't just tell us if you do like it. Tell us if you didn't like it as well. But I feel like a story like Luca's that had so many twists and turns, it was. So much happened. We needed two hours to cover the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So if you guys have a first degree story, if you're one degree away from a murder or other stranger than fiction crime, please write us at hello at the first degree podcast dot com or go to our website, the first degree podcast dot com. There is a submissions form for you that you can fill out and follow us on social media at the first degree at Alexis Linkletter at Billy Jensen at Jack Vanick. And uh, remember to keep your friends close, but not that close. And rate and follow us on iTunes. Ah, uh, give us five stars. Five stars, otherwise review, please. don't. And don't say why is Jack Vanek on this podcast. <laughs>
4: also, <laughs> thanks Jack Ravina for the music.
3: Thanks Jack, and Bye,
4: Jack. thanks Jack
3: Vanek for being me.
4: Only kind comments on uh, <laughs> iTunes. Thanks. Over now. Sources for this episode include some direct quotes from CBC. Rolling Stone, as well as Murderpedia.